Hello, it's welcome to another good episode of The Landport. A good episode? Good. Yeah, because tonight's episode we're covering a very uh, hot topic, which is... I, I guess so. I mean... Are we? I, 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 I don't know. Are the we? deterioration of the development uh, of Anthem. Okay. Yeah. And the life cycle that turned to complete shit, so... Yeah. From what we've heard, it looks like it went through uh, several nasty phases yeah. um, of development, and it eventually, especially after Casey Hudson left... Sort of took a downwards um, spiral, plateaued, and we're here to discuss that today. So. Yeah. As always, thank you for tuning in. I'm your host, Danny. I'm Arnav. And me, Spencer. In addition to uh, the reveal by Jason Schreier uh, mm-hmm. on Bioware, mm-hmm. uh, Bioware and the an- development of Anthem, we will be uh, covering the PlayStation Store's uh, new refund and cancellation policy. A few smaller topics at uh, hand. The... Board, the, the announcement, the reveal of Borderlands Three that we've Borderlands all been waiting 3, for, oh, yes. finally. And but, on a serious, uh, and on another serious note, um, the subreddit, the gaming news subreddit, r slash games, closed is. on uh, April first to pro- protest um, toxicity yeah, and, on the and internet, vitriolic, uh, yep. statements in the community. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right. Um, so, not just the gaming community, but this is just everywhere on the everywhere internet as well. As well. we'll get, um, yeah. So we'll get into that. But uh, we've been off. on a, we've been on a little bit of a hiatus. Um, yeah. We're all glad to be back. We've had uh, some pretty amazing experiences at, at mm-hmm. PAX East in Boston. Um, Hope as, you guys had a good spring break. Yeah. Break, unless or, you were unless uh, you were actually working. In job. which case, yeah, you know, <laughs> go off and do your thing. You know, hire me, please. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> jobs, we'd really appreciate it. All right. Hire any of us before the hell, the hellscape that is adult life sucks us whole. Uh, <laughs> okay. Yeah. Yeah. Save us. All right. You guys still got a year. I got two months. Oof. Anyway, first up, first up, the PlayStation year. Store. All right. Let's do this. So, uh, Sony Interactive Entertainment um, updated its uh, store's uh, cancellation and refund policy, um, and meaning that customers now can receive. Funds on pre-orders and uh, on content, especially if they're deemed faulty, and they—I mean, it all depends. Well, they, yeah, they can receive all, refunds yeah, on content. It all depends yeah. on uh, what type of product that you purchased from right. the PlayStation Store. Right. Um, typically, it includes—you uh, can't have downloaded it or started <laughs> it, using the content. If, if uh, you can't have downloaded it in yeah. the first 14 days. And for a majority of these uh, of these refunds, they go into your PSN wallet. Mm-hmm. Um, Unless otherwise stated, and sometimes uh, there are refund laws that come into play, in which case, um, depending on your location, uh, in which case um, you will get uh, the. I mean, those laws uh, over overrule um, the PlayStation Store rules. Yeah. Right. Um, what do you think this means? I mean, I definitely, I definitely, well, I see it as as a. A forward initiative, considering how Sony has kind of been backwards towards uh, refunds digitally, mm-hmm. um, and 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 especially because most digital marketplaces, if I'm not right. mistaken, like uh, the Microsoft Store, I believe, is also like the Xbox Store is also one that doesn't really give out refunds easily. I mean, probably more easy e- easier than Sony, mm-hmm. but uh, at the same time, you know, digital marketplaces, it's like once you purchase that game, you own right. that game, right? Yeah. Um, but I think this will also just give a lot of incentive for, for people to stay home and and and, and uh, purchase games or digital content that way as well. There's, yeah. Um, it'll bolster Sony's uh, and and Microsoft's approach to um, 
digital gaming and, and the future of their marketplace as well. Yeah. Um, we've already, you know, been seeing, you know, uh, refunds uh, through Steam, right? And that's yes. that's been the biggest thing. Um, I believe Epic Game Store may have that as well. Um, but, um, you know, I, I think that, uh, yeah, uh, this is like the first step into um, kind of creating that environment that uh, the digital marketplace environment that companies want to create for the next generation ahead yeah yeah um, i'd also like to apologize for anyone hearing that background noise it's like i think someone's like playing music below us or something playing the drums yeah yeah who I knows know. i don't know if our mics are picking that up but welcome I think. to the drum port <laughs> no i think the, there we go the, yeah we were doing the test where, where, where we, where we discuss like, uh the, the chillest lo-fi hip-hop chill hop beats oh yeah just yeah, dance yeah. and study too you can yeah. study you can study with us on in the background yeah, you know, yeah like, we'd really appreciate it honestly why not knock out two birds with one stone exactly five beats and us so, get your daily podcast fill in. Yeah. You know? Um, yes, Vince, what do you think? Uh, it's, yeah. <laughs> I, was less, I was less tuned into this story than I think you guys were. Um, right. Especially given it's just, I'm not as up to date with like Sony or, or PlayStation games. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, I think. Um, but what do, what do you think this means for like the next generation? You know what I mean? Like in, in terms of like digital marketplaces. Uh, well. I was kind of checked out in that story, to be honest. Mm. Fair enough. Yeah. Fair enough. But yeah. um, a couple but other just things. Give me, just yeah. hit me up with, like, right now, so I can give you the opinion that you asked of me, just like, <laughs> five, like a minute ago. Just, like, hit me up with the highlights of this story. What you think is, what you should think is that this is a good initiative. Okay, that's, that's, what, it. that's it. What is Sony's initiative? Well, I mean, let's, uh, first up, first up uh, we should mention that um, for you do, you won't receive... Or you can't cancel a PSN wallet top up. Um, you won't, but that make, can't that makes sense. Or get a refund for a change of online ID. Right. Uh, and there will be no refunds for purchases made outside of the PlayStation Store, uh, such as voucher codes for PlayStation Plus and specific games. And this is directly from right. uh, their website. Right. It's, the thing about the wallet top up to me, though, just yeah. real quick, is like that makes sense to me. Right, like I wouldn't understand. Like I, for me, I would be okay not being able to get. Like I'm okay not be able to, being able to get a refund on uh, a wallet top up, for example, because it's like as 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 soon as that those funds exit your uh, debit card or credit card, yeah, it becomes part of that digital wallet. Right, but at right. the same time, you know, it's always so helpful. it's no longer. It's always helpful to be uh, able. Of course. To be like, oh, I got that. Of money in there. of course. I could just. But at the same time, it's like. Your debit card and credit card holds those funds, right? right? Sure. Like the, the, you know, those are the funds that you put in through the bank. Yeah. Uh, once you, once you, once you, you know, pay uh, to top your your digital wallet. Yeah. That money is actually in your digital wallet, right? Yeah. Whether yeah. it's it be like a separate currency, like for example, we have you know all these little micro currencies that we use in games nowadays, yeah. right? Like we're we're using. Um, real money to pay for these like bonus items that we can get in game or yeah. bonus currencies, right? Yeah. Um, so I, I think like that that makes sense to me. Just yeah. not not being able to do refunds on on wallet top ups. I, I you know I, I just want to say like that yeah. that is, is also it's a something. business strategy. Yeah, exactly. You know, right. You force people to be right to make a payment or buy you know buy yeah. something. But I think in in the long run, you know, um, just. Uh, to kind of complete my thoughts yeah um that this will definitely bolster um sony's efforts in in uh in kind of creating that that marketplace that they want and this will yeah. also go a long way towards um i want to say like increasing their their reputation too 
right? Mm-hmm. Like as from going from like for example, this is not really related, but going from a, a not crossplay driven um, uh, company to one that is yeah. acknowledging crossplay, mm-hmm. right? Um, and then the same goes for uh, refunds nowadays. Yeah. So uh, refunds to so non refunds to being able to do refunds through their through their digital right. marketplace, right? And it's all again, it's, like I said, it's all to um, create the marketplace, that digital marketplace yeah. of the future that we will probably see in the next generation. Well, that's great. I'm glad to see that. I mean, in that case, then yes, I am for it into you know, but the decision they're making there, especially I mean, like. If it's going to craft a more flexible digital marketplace where we can get refunds, then yes, of course, absolutely. Right. And you have a fourteen-day cancellation period yeah. for where the that's, refunds that's, apply. Yeah, and that's two weeks. Um, I think that's in enough cases, time. Yeah, the, yeah. the trial periods, especially if they're like a seven-day trial period, for example, P, uh, uh, PS Plus, uh, those do co- count as part of the fourteen-day um, cancellation period. Um, uh, so I think it's, it's I think it's helpful. I think one thing to keep in mind is. Um, if you do ex- do expect or do think that w- while going into the purchasing of a game mm-hmm. uh, that you will probably you're open to maybe getting a refund on it um, maybe turn off I mean they do recommend to turn off auto downloads right uh, auto renewal um, yeah no auto downloads and for subscriptions oh yeah renewal. auto renewal right. um, and uh, because if, if you if you uh, they're, they do mention in certain spaces that uh, if you haven't, if you you can cancel, for example, promotional um, uh, bundles, you can cancel your purchase of a promotional bundle. Right. Example: three games for the price of two within fourteen days from the date of transaction and receive yeah. a refund to your PSN wallet, it's provided like, that you have not started downloading or okay. streaming any part of the. Okay. Mm-hmm. And that makes sense so too, because it's like yeah. once you open the, the the product or once you've like you know. Yeah. It's like it's like buying like anything physically. Like exactly. It's like once you, package, yeah, you need right. to like have some certification that you know. Yeah. That nothing's right. Been done with. And that's the thing for a lot of brick and mortar retailers. It's yeah. like you know just just wrapping the story up. Um, physical. It's like if you buy the game and you take it out right. of its plaque, uh, its plastic uh, ceiling. Yeah. You can't return it. Right. Like that's yours. Yeah. Like yeah. that. That's and that's that's the thing. Like it, it's basically the same thing. And I yeah. you know. Um, yeah. So seeing this, yeah. Oh, sorry. Go, no, no, go for it. Yeah, go no, and, and with this, I mean, it it's uh, not only is it improving reputation, as right. we were discussing before right. um, uh, before we started recording. I mean, not that, like, Sony needs to really work on their reputation. They've already got it going this, well, this uh, duration. For, for, well, for at least for us. Yeah. That's for sure. Yeah. But um, uh, it also means that they are... Uh, working towards, you know, establishing themselves, establishing their digital presence, and uh, you know, cutting a slice of the pie for that themselves, so to speak. Right. Um, and uh, I think it would also be interesting. I mean, this is a discussion for another time, but it will be interesting to see how brick and mortar stores respond to this. Absolutely. Uh, respond to this, right? Especially like the likes of GameStop, because. Um, it's not that uh, some of their publishing deals, uh, sorry, some of their deals will not go away. They still have a lot of uh, right. developers and publishers like the like the fact and want to capitalize on the fact that right. some gamers like uh, selling back their um, 
their their, yeah, their say, copies. Like, this is gonna hurt physical sales for games. Like I, at least I, I don't, I, 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 don't yeah. I don't but I, here's the thing, I don't really see that. I think it's a Kindle situation, ebook situation. I think game? so because there's always gonna be a market for uh, physical games. Like me, per, work, yeah. me personally, honestly, I really enjoy yeah. picking up physical games. Right. Like I really enjoy having that copy in my hands. But it's like it, it's the same thing. Like if I can't get it physically, yeah. then okay, I'll I'll just get it. Di- I'll get yeah. it digitally, right? Or it's like it's if it's really if it's for a game that I don't. Uh, really particularly care about, then yeah. sure, right? But if I really want the collector's edition and all the all the goodies, then yeah. of course I'm gonna go out and actually go to a, a retail store and actually pick that up or yeah. you know buy I'm it from Amazon, thing, right? Yeah. And that and that and that's the thing. It's like you know I want to have that stuff in my hands. It's you know, in in the future we might not even like you know like you know yeah. we might not even have physical games. So being able to actually have them, you know, in my hand and and put the disc yeah. in. Sure people may not like, you know, getting up from their couch um from their away from their Cheetos and whatnot, yeah. but, you know. And it's a uh, good re- source of revenue for, exactly. for companies. Exactly. Yeah. I mean, sure like publishing of course there are going to be more publishing costs incorporated with uh, creating those discs yeah. uh for mass uh general, you know, uh the mass like market. Yeah. But I think that there is always going to be a market for them. Yeah. You know, and it's like it, it come, we've come a long way from from like big ass NES cartridges, right? Yeah. But you know, that's how, really how games started if you think about it. Yeah. Like cartridges we loved like we loved uh from a simpler time it's like we loved to, to have those cartridges in our hands like you know, mm-hmm. you literally have to blow on the cartridges like yeah. you know what I mean? Like that's that's the yeah. thing. Like that's what uh, a lot of the audience uh, you know, uh a lot of the general population probably grew up on when they played video games like yeah, NES, sure. SNES, uh mm-hmm. All these systems, you know. Yeah. So, so, so it might not affect physical copies, so yeah. to speak, but it will affect physical stores. Mm-hmm. And um, yeah, uh, so people, I mean, it'll be interesting to see how stores develop from there, um, because uh, you know, the GameStop is, for example, is already facing issues. They couldn't find a buyer. Uh, they uh, their stocks are plummeting, etc. And I've heard from uh, for a while now that the future of stores is about creating a unique experience. Uh, like for example, people still need to go to a showroom to see if a certain car is for them. Mm-hmm. Nowadays, with tech, you don't really need to go to a store um, to figure out which which phone you want to buy. But you know, people still go to the Apple Store because it's an experience. Sometimes the Genius Bar is helpful. Sometimes you can't afford to wait to get your hands on a certain accessory or replace an old damaged product. Um, so there is that occasional le- need, not to mention free charging helps, and that's, I've been in that situation. Uh, so it'll be interesting to see what lies in the future for the likes of GameStop, Best Buy. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, if it comes around to ex- creating ex- an, ex- an experience, that means investment. So, you know, we might see things like, right. I don't know, I'm just spitballing here, but locally sports competitions, hands-on game trials. Mm-hmm. Uh, they have a game room in which which they charge by the hour for people who can't afford systems. Game design classes. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of thinking to do on that front. Yeah. But that's a discussion that's, for that's another, another time. We're um, going to move on to... To our next story, which is... I'm going to take it away. The Portalands 3 reveal. Finally. Yes. I mean, I mean, it's really the game that we've been waiting for for what's... It, I mean, it's been six in years. development for the past five. Yeah. Uh, but it's been six years since the last, like, Borderlands yeah. title. I mean, that was pre-sequel was... Okay, but yeah. you know, mainline title Borderlands Two, right? You were at PAX. I, I, was, I, I was at PAX, and I, I was there for the reveal. Um, oh man, the oh, I mean, honestly, what I, what I want to say is that it's it's not really how you reveal a game. Um, and I was also just kind of like I was excited for Borderlands Three, but I was also kind of um, 
trying to stay skeptical at the same time just because the whole incident with Randy Pitchford and, and Gearbox Studios as a whole mm-hmm. uh, that we discussed. Yeah. Um, but, uh, you know, and you, can, you know, they, they brought on... Um, uh, oh, crap. It was... Uh, oh, Darshell, uh, Darshell Stevens, mm-hmm. um, who is the uh, model for Filthy Casual. Please yeah. sponsor us. We'd really appreciate it. But if not, <laughs> it's cool. Um, Darshell, if you're, if you're watching this, it was a pleasure to meet you. Watching this, hearing this. Hearing this. I'm sorry, I'm tired. Wait, that's got to be some talent. I can see the podcast. <laughs> but, um, John Mayer seeing colors while you're playing the, yeah. playing the guitar. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it, it, it's, it's just it's just Danny seeing uh, seeing oh wait that's the same thing crap I was gonna say seeing colors while he's playing games but you know you already see colors when you play games I was gonna say he ended up playing <laughs> <laughs> oh. I see colors when he's unless you're playing Obra uh, unless you're Dan, unless you're yeah. unless you're just colorblind <laughs> and you're just life is in black and white <laughs> that's, I don't think that's how it works no it's not Danny god damn it anyway <laughs> anyway Borderlands um, 3 it's Borderland, gonna be released uh, September 13th, September 13th. Um, and at least for PC um, it will be a six month exclusive thing on the six month ex- exclusivity deal on the Epic Games Store which means uh, April 2020. April 2020 um, yeah. which is I mean I know a lot of people wanted it on Steam because the previous titles have been released on Steam um, and this is definitely upsetting um, but I don't know if this is gonna you know decrease sales that much because I think for the people that really want Borderlands 3, they are going to pick it up. Um, yeah. And we did see the announcement of um, a, a couple of, of, of uh, different editions of the game. So we yes. have the stand, yeah. So we have the standard edition, uh, which is sixty bucks, just a regular game. You get the uh, pre-order bonuses, or whatever. Um, and then you also have the uh, deluxe edition, which is eighty dollars, which mm-hmm. I believe nets you the season pass, if I'm not mistaken. Ah, uh, yes. Yeah. So I believe it should net you the season pass along with what uh, what and the digital content with uh, you know uh, the weapon packs and whatnot. Mm-hmm. Um, we also did see um, the announcement of the digital deluxe edition, which gives you the season pass, the uh, additional content, and uh, more for yeah. for digital for people who like to stay in and actually download stuff digitally. Um, and then we, lastly, we have the two hundred and fifty dollars collector's edition, which is kind of in the same vein as the one that they did for Borderlands Two, I believe. Um, for Borderlands Two, I believe that you that you uh, actually got like an actual chest that looked like one of the chests in game. Diamond loot chest. Yep, exactly. Edition. So it's it's kind of a replica of that. Um, you get so, character figurines. Yeah, you get the character figurines. You get, yeah. yeah. I mean, I don't know. Let's see how small or, or big yeah. they are. I mean, really, we have to see. Um, they're, they're approximately three inches tall. Oh, okay. I mean, as for me, I'd appreciate it. So it looks like there might be action figures or something like that. Uh, that might be interesting. Yeah, Vault Hunters. Yeah. The fanatical Calypso twins and some of the Oh, yeah, the guys that run characters. the cult. Yeah. yeah. So, the Sanctuary 3 Snap Bottle. Right. That's, uh, I'm interested in now. Yeah. Galaxy map. I'm not kind of interested now. Like, since, like, they already got a handsome Jack and the corporation from the past two games, like, what they're going to make out of this new antagonist? Well, here's the thing. Like, I mean, they're, they're, they're twins, yeah, right? Exactly. Um, and here's the thing. Like, it looks like Borderlands, which is good. You know, it's it's, it's something that we're all going to have to come and, and yeah. like, we something that we all have come, come, have come to know and love, right? Um, and, and that's the thing. I don't think you can really go wrong with this. Like... I think it'll still maintain that kind of like Borderlands feel and and style of comedy that yeah, we've seen, yeah. um, you know, and, and especially with all the other announcements that that Gearbox made at the panel as well, yeah. um, especially with the the uh, was it, sorry the the HD upgrades of the um, of the. Uh, yeah. 
of one the, of the coll- billion oh. guns. I mean, that's that's for Borderlands Three. Uh, you know. But also, uh, one of the characters has a I think Flack the robot beastmaster. Yeah. They they have a rope. They have like a pet cat monster like, creature that can like wield guns. And and that's the thing. Like Borderlands has always been kind of running gun. Yeah. Uh, guns with legs. That was cute. Yeah. That was weirdly. Cute. I mean, and here's the thing. Like, the 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 game is all that we've been wanting yeah. and more, of course, because who doesn't want guns with legs? Yeah. Oh, God, but yeah. but um at the same time, uh the the panel definitely. I, I mean, maybe it was the Pax East, like, tech, techies, but, or, you know, uh, I can't really be too sure of this, but, um, you know, there were a couple issues with the uh, trailer, considering it was in, it was uh, being marketed as, like, oh, it, it, the trailer's in 4K. Yeah. Uh, here's the thing, though, it was running off a laptop. I, yeah, I'm, I'm dead serious about this. Like, it was actually running off a laptop. Oh, you saw it? I, I was there for the Damn. presentation. No, I mean, you specifically saw, like, they were using a laptop. Yeah. Oh, I mean, I, it was, like, in the back, I think. they were, Yeah, because they were like, oh, yeah. Uh, I think Randy Pitchford actually came out at one point. He was like, oh, yeah, we're... Uh, we apologize for the Windows XP. I mean, we did pretty much. Yeah, the, I mean... The, the green landscape um, uh, that you see is it actually was, it was, in the game. The, the trailer, the trailer for... Windows Vista. <laughs> I mean, the trailer for Borderlands 3 was very choppy. Uh, because uh, yeah. yeah, I mean, like they they had to kind of restart it like twice, um, which was kind of a oh god, yeah. I gotta um, say that teaser though with the handsome Jack mask. Yeah, that was really cool. Yeah, I really that was liked well done. That. Yeah, I I to be honest, I wouldn't mind uh, a live model of it. Oh, absolutely. You know, just to keep because it was. Oh, it was I mean. So cool. um, I mean, as, but as as far as Borderlands is concerned, it, it's it's a yeah. it's a new Borderlands. You know, I, I think we already know by now what that franchise entails. Uh, they, they, guns, gore, yeah. comedy. They have done improvement with the tech and the art. Oh, I, I mean, back but in it's twenty seventeen. Right, but that that's also kit. because uh, they are using Unreal the Engine, Unreal Engine stuff, four, yeah. right? And that's that's their really big thing. That's the big yeah. thing. It's always had that. It it resembles Borderlands through the, the through the uh, the cell shaded art style. Yeah, we all know. I mean, you know, I'm going to be there day one for it yeah. I'm a, as a big Borderlands fan, you yeah. know. Um, yeah, I mean, I, I really can't say anything else. Like, it, the game looks fantastic. Um, I, I, I can't wait to put to my hands on it. I'm interested in the way that the class dynamics go to work. Because it looks like now the Siren and the Brawler are kind of being put in as two, like, you know, the two classes are merging together. Right, one right. Um, and you have, like, the, um, then you have, like, the robot... Beast Runner or the yeah, Flack the Beastmaster. Yeah. So, right. You know. Zane the Operative. Yeah. Uh, Zane the Operative. Moe's? Mo- 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 yeah. Mo- well, Mo- Zane Mo- is a lot like the past assassin or stealth characters by the looks well, of it. Well, we also, like, what, what I'm also interested in is how it's going to fit into the story, too. Like, we, we still see all these other returning characters. Like, we yeah. saw Zero, oh, yeah. Zero, the previous assassin. Yeah. Um, from the we saw, we, yeah, exactly. We saw Lilith from the first game. Yeah. We saw, um... We saw, Br- we, we saw fucking Brick doing a sax solo. Like, how yes, the, right? Great. Like, how the fuck were we supposed to know that he was going to oh, do a yeah. sax solo, right? No, like, exactly. and that's the thing. It, classic, cla- classic, classic, yeah, fashion. exactly, right? It, it, it's, it's, I think, sax solo. Yeah, I, I think, I think it's good. It, yeah. It's going to be, it's That's how we need to open the podcast, a sax solo. A sax solo? Yeah, you want me to just bring in a fucking tenor sax and just start riffing or some shit? Yes. All right, cool. <laughs> we should present. We should open up. One, we it should, should be an iPhone saxophone app. Oh Each god! Each episode should open up with a different audio recording of, of just random noise we did, we recorded in the city. I wanted Doesn't to have sing. To be anything. And it just, I wanted to sing, but you guys were like, no. Yeah, no, we're not yeah. doing that. I'll do. I'll I'll take a shitty sax solo over over that. <laughs> yeah, you're welcome. 
Right, Thanks, son. No, talking um, about shittiness. We should be so, well, I, I guess I mean, yeah. well, before we go, actually, one more game announcement. We actually do did see the uh, first reveal for uh, Wolfenstein Youngblood, yeah, which was interesting. That trailer, actually, yeah. yeah. That looks uh, cool. And that's, also, that's gonna, props to them for using Carpenter Brute in the trailer. I yeah. love Carpenter Brute. Well, I mean, it, it is set in Paris during the 80s. Um, mm. That will be interesting to see um, because you, you play – It's a, I mean, it's the first co-op Wolfenstein game. Oh, yeah. um, You play as the two daughters of B.J. Blaskowitz, uh, and it'll be pretty yeah. sick. How I mean, I it, miss this? This it, looks so good. It yeah. takes place between Wolfenstein 3 and Wolfenstein 2. So. Well, what... Because we're so when they, ha- they, haven't, they haven't really announced Wolfenstein 3, so we oh, don't no, know they, if... I mean, they have, but they've, they've confirmed that this... They, they've confirmed that this is between... Uh, that, that this takes place before the like, right. game. And that on top of that, they've also confirmed that like this is not like the third main entry. No, it's not. And, it's and like the old... Like, what, the old what, will, what will kind of be interesting to me, though, just... Uh, really quickly is is um, how much content they're going to give us because it looks like they I mean they are already giving out pre-order bonuses like extra skin packs and whatever oh, yeah. but it's like if this is just going to be a small ass campaign that you're just going to beat and then and then probably not play again or trade in or you know sell sell back right yeah, yeah. Uh, how much con- how much downloadable content like are there going to be extra missions like is this going to be handled as like a live service type thing or is this going to be you know because there's only like there's only so much you can do with having uh, like with, with having one campaign right like yeah. unless you're Sprinkling extra content in there, oh, yeah. I think. Well, they like, got like some packs, you know, the Young Blood Legacy packs. Exactly, Blood but that's that, and that's the packs. thing. Like, those are only cosmetic items. Yeah. Like, they're not adding anything whatsoever to like this the gameplay or, or story. Um, you oh, know, kind of like uh, Uncharted. Ex- exactly Legacy. right, but and, and that's the thing. It's like. Really, do you like sure you can pre order it if you're a big Wolfenstein fan? Like, yeah. and, that, and, that, and that's the thing. Like, <laughs> yeah, I mean, honestly, this is going to be a title games. for me to pick up on the Switch. Um, just because Wolfenstein 2 was handled brilliantly on the Switch, just by you know, Panic yeah. Button and their port of it, uh, especially because yeah. they worked on Doom and they have experience on the Switch. Um, I'm excited to see where this takes us. Uh, yeah. Having a Wolfenstein game be co-op uh, and also uh, only having to have one person buy it. Yeah, this is the same thing. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. A way out. A way. And I actually am. Well, really quickly, I actually am just loving the way that um, these co-op games are handled nowadays. Like one person. Get it on the PS4. We can play yeah. it. Yeah. I might. I mean, I might have to double dip. It's all. And, and it, that's the thing. Like, it's also yeah. a reduced price. It's forty bucks. I was gonna say also. Right. It, that, 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 that's something that stands out about co-op games. Yeah. Which I know that makes them more appealing. Is like you know. The retail price. You don't is have 40. to spend thirty more money. Yeah. Oh, thirty. Deluxe edition. The deluxe edition is forty. Yeah. Sure, exactly. So you're still spending like twenty dollars more than yeah. a regular game. You're basically paying the eighty dollars that you would need yeah. for the Borderlands Three. You know, deluxe edition. Right, and that, and that's 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 you know. So I guess I will have to see how much um, content there is, how long that campaign is. Yeah. You know, of course it's a Wolfenstein game; it's going to be a full campaign. The setting sounds really cool. It does because like I it does. now it's like war is kind of subsided between like right the, the newly re, uh, freed United States after Wolfenstein Two, and it's kind of like a cold war. I now. wonder what they can do to make this different. Like, are there going to be any co-op mechanics? Like, for example, like a way out. They, we actually have to work together, right? Or is it just going to be a kind of a, a peanut gallery, like a shooting well, a shooting gallery for the two sisters, well, just to kind of power their way through given, with classic Wolfenstein gameplay that we've yeah. that we've you know come to come to know and love? Yeah. Well, given the creativity of the develop of the yeah. development studio behind these games, machine games, like I mean, they made a whole level where you're just going around in a wheelchair shooting Nazis. I mean, yeah. They built it around that. That was really, and they did a fantastic job on that. Plus the rest of the gameplay. Right. Wait, are you talking? 
know the first uh, one? No, no, no. Well, I'm talking about uh, the, the new order. The new order, yeah. Come out from Machine Games. The okay. kind of the, the reboot. Yeah. And um, yeah, I have faith that they're going to pull it off really well. And they're going to play around with the co-op mechanics. Um, I I hope I'm not proven wrong. I hope that um, they pull it off. And uh, yeah, I'm just looking forward to seeing what the Young Blood has in store for us. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and that this is going to be out in July. I, I think it's July 26th, mm, if I'm yeah. not mistaken. I think so, yeah. yeah. It's so it, it's coming out pretty soon. Um, yeah, July 26th. Yeah, so, I mean... This is great, too. My brother and I are both huge fans of the Wolf, like the new Wolfenstein. Yeah, so. right, exactly. And, 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 you know, Wolfenstein has been, like, come to... Come to it has been... Uh, is now being known as like that single player shooter franchise with a great story. Yeah. Right. And that that's the thing. It's like it 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 is that like premier shooter with um great narrative, great characters. Um, and it's like so that's the thing. The you know machine games. I trust machine games to do a great job. Yeah. It's just where do we go from here? Like how how much are you guys gonna be able to make different? That's gonna differentiate itself from Wolfenstein Two because to me I feel I feel like we just kind of got Wolfenstein Two. Right, mm. and that, and I guess that's my thing because I've also been playing it on Switch, yeah. um, but you know we'll have to wait and see. Do you um, think this is them testing the waters for uh, them being the main protagonists of um, Wolfenstein Three? I think we're gonna return to BJ. Uh, I think, yeah, yeah. Honestly, I, think I mean. Could be. I, I think we will return to BJ. Even if you um, or we get to we get to play all three if they really that actually if they yeah really, I mean, if, if they really do want yeah if right. they do if they do if these characters do well if his yeah. daughters do well then I think we might see them in Wolfenstein. Even like introduce a co-op mode for the campaign in general. That might be interesting, right? Yeah, that's it, and, and then but then that's the thing. It's like this game doesn't feel it's it kind of feel like to me it kind of feels like Wolfenstein two point five. Oh yeah, um, I mean, and that, that's yeah, that's really what it is. Um, but the fact that they're introducing co- introducing co op mm. is definitely something that's going to be interesting. Um, yeah, well, uh, I mean, these are the side games. I, I don't expect right. them to do much more with the genre, other right? Than, like, to push the narrative forward. That's really all I expect. I don't expect new mechanics to really come through. There's maybe some new weapons. I think they already spotted like a Nazi style Uzi in the game or something. Yeah, like that. right. Um, and, yeah, the and that could just be a skin as well, you know? Oh yeah, yeah. So, um, you know, we'll have to wait and see, but. As you know, as always, just stay tuned. July twenty sixth, it, it'll be fun. Oh, I think. Okay. Um, now, on just moving on to our, uh, you know, our big topic of this evening. <laughs> um, it is the. No. Are we missing talking? something else? Yeah, Reddit. Oh, our slash games. God damn it! <laughs> well, this is also as you can too. see, ladies and gentlemen, we are absolutely one hundred percent totally prepared for this podcast. No, we're just tired. I'm tired. It's I'm been pretty, a long week. I'm tired too. I, it has been a long week. I slept through long. It's a long week. It's it's Wednesday. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, can you believe it? It's fell long. It's only half. It's only halfway through. It's already felt like for Danny here forever. So yeah. Anyway, that's the moderators of r slash games closed the subreddit for April Fools to call attention to bigoted, toxic, vitriolic attacks. And I gotta say, for a day called April Fools, a lot of serious stuff happened. Mm, yeah. I mean, we yeah. got we got uh, we got the confirmation. I mean, the PlayStations. We got okay. The yeah. PlayStation Store yeah. updates. Yeah. Um, uh, moderators of r slash games with this initiative and in general life i gotta say it's either it's i there were no pranks there were no pranks no jokes i mean really either that my friends i gotta say it's either that my friends and i lost all sense of humor yeah or it's that we're just getting old or as you guys say why would you you go out of your way to prank someone like 
in college. You have shit to do. I have a college life. Students, <laughs> what's your, what's your like, in, like, an office space where, like, that's all, it's your only grasp My on, entire like, life is freedom. Freedom and, like, breaking, like, bending the rules just a little bit, you know? Like, yeah. only then would you do engage and, like, those office, like, you know, like, friendly, wholesome-style pranks like they like Jim does to, um... To Dwight every episode. Hold on, I think I got, I remember getting a a job rejection so from freeing. Google. Was that on Monday? Nope, that was Tuesday. Never mind. Did you just tell? Did you just? Was that an April Fool's show? That you did you just email? like? Did you just self-reference you not getting accepted to Google? Yeah. April Fools. I thought it was. I thought it was on a Monday. It was yeah, actually a Tuesday. It would be great if it was on a Monday. I got rejected. <sighs> okay. <laughs> All right. Did it feel worse than if you were to be rejected by a girl? Is it just as bad being rejected by a possible employer? Or is it just, you know, slightly worse? Oh, yeah. That's a good question, actually. What's worse? <laughs> being rejected by the... the okay, the here. Let's, let's do this. The girl of your dreams? Or, 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 or a, a possible employer? <laughs> any job. Like, how bad you want this green card, bro? <laughs> In this economy, love has to wait for work. <laughs> so the moderators of uh, this subreddit... Uh, Opened the opened uh, the the opened their letter to the community uh, with by saying, "It's come to our attention that what has been intended to be a forum for the potential spread of knowledge and involvement in video games has instead become a battleground of conflicting ideas. Ordinarily, this isn't an issue. Discussion, by its very nature, is certain to bring argument. But when that argument descends into vitriolic attacks between individuals on a regular basis with no chance of de-escalation, that's when, put simply, something's got to give. Um, they referenced uh, certain memes, such as Gamers Rise Up, mm-hmm. um, and uh, saying that at the core of the humor is a very set of serious, uh, very serious issues that affect all gaming enthusiasts. And they did mention that this is not just an issue with the subreddit or Reddit, or, it's with... Uh, it's with the, the entire... No, not, not even. It's with the yeah. entire internet in general. With the entire internet, yes. Just yeah. addressing toxicity and, yeah. and you know... Yeah, and, and attacks. They also mentioned whether it's misogyny, transphobia, mm-hmm. homophobia, racism, or a host of other discriminatory practices. Now is this time to stimulate the flow of regressive ideas and prevent them from ever becoming the norm. Now, the moderators of the subreddit have um, uh, have tried to ban members, have tried to uh, uh, delete comments, mm-hmm. and they they also do mention that hey, we've tried these things. But it never, it never, stems, it never stops the flow of, and and that's that's up. the thing, which I understand, right? Like because you're, you're not gonna, you're not really gonna get right, anywhere exactly. by banning, by banning, and and just outright like not yeah. letting people speak their minds, yeah. right? Like, uh, if anything, that'll probably just make the situation worse, uh, right? Yeah, like, I don't think it'll totally be terrible. Well, like, so like the man, like like people from being able to no, promote what, like what terrible ideas on the subreddit. Well, yes, but that also that also gives uh, off a, a sense of. At least to me personally, that also gives off a, a a direction of like, yeah, you have a different opinion. You're not allowed to speak, I agree. right? I mean, of course, it's yeah. yes, it's homophobic. It's wrong. It's it's transphobic. It's 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 wrong. It's you know, it, there's there's uh, there is like, uh, how do I, how do I say this? Uh, Want to help me yeah. out here? Yeah. Okay. So yeah. This is what I. This is the way I see it. Right. It hasn't worked in real life. Right. Like, it's not gonna work in. It's not gonna work in a setting, on the internet, right? Okay. Especially in that setting because, where oh, yeah, where yeah. you can have an uh, an anonymity, yeah. right? Or not, you know, anonymity. I mean, anonymity. Yeah. There we go. Yeah. So, so 
I, I get it. Banning and deleting members and comments, although health, it's helpful towards maintaining a healthy space and platform. Right. right? But they also talk about, they, they also do mention in the, in the letter uh, about insulation, right? Mm. And how these, uh, you know, making these disgusting comments um, uh, is not a good thing and we need to work towards inclusion and things like that. Yes. But the act of banning and deleting comments itself is insulating, is an insulating move. Now, I understand. Insulating how It's an insulating move in the sense that, um, uh, in the sense that you, you, like you said, right? Uh You, you're like, oh, you have a different opinion. It's extreme. Goodbye. Right? Right. And people, people have tried to do this in real life where they're like, Yes, it's fine. Don't listen to them. And it also don't is... Give, don't, right. don't give them fuel for the fire. But the thing is... It's also currently turning is, into the norm, yeah, too. It's, right? it's, like, the thing is, like, when you let these beliefs go unchallenged, there's no... There's no exactly, it, right. There's no, there's no counterpoint that people can see and right. understand, like, oh, right. this, this, what this guy is saying is illogical and, re- and right. you know, unreasonable, you know? And it can only let people be radicalized by the wrong ideas, I think. Right. And, right. That, and that's why I have no issue with, like, people banning certain comments mm-hmm. from, like... You know, like a neo fascist or something like that right. on like mm-hmm. you know, like on r games like hell yeah like I, I one that should one I think in this day and age we, we understand like the problems with those ideas and we understand the damage to to the communities that these ideas target um, and what those you know how it comes from those ideas and I think limiting them as much as possible only creates I think a safer forum for people to have these dis- game uh, game based discussions on. So I don't really have that of an issue. I mean, is I that understand. solving a problem? It's not solving the problem, but it's holding off. I think it's at least remedying it for the time being. I don't think. I think it's delaying it. I mean, certainly, but it's like I think it it's, it does a lot more than just openly opening the floodgates and letting like bigots come in unchallenged, spewing hatred and you know. But that's not challenging. That's silencing, right? Now I understand. I I don't I don't agree with any of this. I don't agree with uh, racism homophobia or anything, right? Um, and I know firsthand from having, from trying to engage in debate with people of differing extreme views mm-hmm. that sometimes, no matter, no matter how much you try to hear them out and reason with them, uh, sometimes it just doesn't work out. Sometimes they don't want to listen and it also, it sometimes you get really riled up. Well, for the most part, I think, like, most of the times they don't listen to you when you try to debate them. I think yeah. debate, all debating does is they try to validate their own hateful beliefs by right. putting it, by creating a false equivalency through yours by trying to act, act as if both sides are equal yeah. in validity. When it's like, clearly, if you're arguing with, like, uh, like a Nazi, your, I, your anti-Nazi beliefs are going to be more valid than his pro-Nazi beliefs. Yeah. But by him trying to debate you, saying, like, oh, let, let, explain to us wrong with my ideas. It's like, no. Yeah. The the very nature of your ideas, which is, like, you know, like, bigotry and hate and, and mm-hmm. you know, white, supre- white Aryan supremacy, it's mm-hmm. like that's an already inherently a, problem, a set of problematic ideas. Like, that. I shouldn't have to explain to you why that's wrong. Right. And that's why I think letting, you know, letting them have a space and a vacuum to exist in, it doesn't really... It doesn't make the situation any better than if they were to be banned. If anything, I think banning at least avoids giving them a platform, and at least it does something. It doesn't fix the problem, surely. I think there's a lot more that has to be done to truly fix the issue of racism, and banning comments is not at all going to solve or, or you know, uh, fix it or even, like, stall it at all. But I think it, all it does, though, is it creates a more safer environment for marginalized people to be active in and to have discussions about video games in. I definitely agree. Um, 
and and it's it's a tough situation to say because it's like we're like again you know like it's like weeds man they just, exactly they just pop up exactly and it's 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 where do There's we where do we kind of like stem that like right like where do we kind of stop that bleeding right like you know you mentioned the whole idea of like uh like just outright banning a Nazi for example or a neo Nazi right and, yeah. that, and that's the that's the thing it's like you know Nazis like we fought them. 60 years ago we beat them in their own war right exactly and that's that's like you know but for like I guess what I'm trying to say is that you shouldn't uh what I at least what I'm trying to drive home here is that you shouldn't ban um people just for having a different opinion um but you know if yeah yeah, but but it's like so it's like I feel there there should be some way to have civil discourse right um with like it also starts at home and offline. Yes, right, and yes, like it's it starts with like parenting. And, I don't and, want, yeah, I don't want yeah, to hear right. sexism or exactly. Yeah. Yeah. No, I, I don't. Th- I don't think as a community, as a, as a people, as a culture, yeah. it comes to that as well. Yeah, I don't think any of us do. Um, and and so like, I what we're I guess what I'm trying to say is that we're not trying to give a voice to Nazism or anything like that, right? And and yes, it's one hundred percent. Yeah, no. Um, we're talking. Well, yeah. It's well, but it's, it's not, it, like but you get you get what I'm trying to yeah. say, right? Like it, it's that whole point of uh, how do we give a voice to the people who can't? Um, how do we make people learn better? How do we? Make, well, well, that too. But how do we like how to give a voice to to those who who can't? Oh shit! Well, that, I mean, I well, like. Well, it's not about giving. No, well, no. I, 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 are you, no, talk, are you like, talking I, more about like creating like safer spaces for marginalized or stratified groups? Or are you are you speaking about like creating like a like a like a like a place where any idea can be openly discussed without the possibility of? Uh, that's yeah. That's what I'm trying to say. Like where any idea can really be discussed. I mean, uh, I, then again, it, it's tough because then like you know, for example, by by like by saying that uh, Nazism and like fascism could even go into those. Right, like well, yeah, that's right. that's the there's thing. a difference between freedom of speech and hate speech. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I the, mean, the one issue is like that a lot of people seem to not realize that like hate speech goes beyond just direct threats of action against groups. It also is just yeah. the very core and of certain ideologies and certain beliefs. Right. And to me, like the there are fair, there are a lot of things in this country that are considered open, you know, like just openly not acceptable things that I to say, but like. You know, not the the things that are considered like oh, you know, debatable right. ideas that I consider hate speech. That right. Like, this shouldn't even be worth debating. It's just it's vitriol. It's it's toxic, and us trying to legitimize it through debate only further eludes us or you know, it dissolute. It really doesn't. It really gives the wrong impression of how dangerous these ideas can be. Right. And right. how much they can influence our society. Um, and I think the idea of like how do we end the hate and toxicity even in the gaming community? I don't think it's going to start. Through just the game community alone, I think it's a it's a much bigger thing that has Agreed. to be solved on a deeper, more cultural level. Absolutely, yeah, more um, social, and, absolutely, and political level too, an economic level. I think economics influences this as well. Politics influences as well. Yeah. Influences as well. There's so many different um, facets of our own society that we need to it's explore and repair. Thing. Yeah, exactly. Grassroots that we need to uh, fix first. Um, that leads into this ultimately. Yeah. Because I think the, the film and I think I've noticed with like. Film enthusiasts, you know, like as as with gaming enthusiasts and as with other kinds of enthusiasts of other mediums of, of narrative or storytelling, that there is a there's always reactionary types um, that prey on you know 
that that prey on uh, this talk that prey on that prey on these groups and that you yeah. know mm-hmm. thrive through this toxicity mm-hmm. uh, that r slash games is trying to make a point about right you know yeah right and they did uh, just like look at what happened with like Star Wars episode seven or episode eight where like <laughs> No, I'm serious. The actual, the actress who played uh, Rose, like, oh, Instagram, oh, she got yeah. so many like fucking, fucking like threats and like yeah, right, mail. just about her ethnicity, yeah, right? If I'm not mistaken, yeah, about her. I'm pretty sure. Were there some about, like, also a lot her, about her sex about and her the female presence in oh yeah, yeah, in Star Wars, oh, right? Yeah, exactly. No, precisely, and like that's the thing that I think they're trying to talk about, and that exists on a wider level than just within the gaming community, right? Yeah. You know, and. Uh, I should also mention uh, they had a section in the letter called What We See um, in which uh, the moderators um, provided uh, provided examples um, but they were links basically Im- image links and when I clicked on them for some reason all I was met with uh, the image you are requesting does not exist or is no longer available <laughs> but, but they did compile an album on imgur.com which is imgur.com slash a slash Lowercase U M R D, uh, uppercase B Y F, uh, and uh, they uh, they said in the interest of providing examples, we elected to remove the usernames from these comments. Instead, our intent Ooh, is to no, show shame them. Our intent <laughs> is to show the stark reality that we face on a daily basis and the overall effort to provide a welcoming and responsive community. Preventing the cultivation of bigotry means giving it no ground to go to, and as a whole leave only space for those who would respectfully participate. We must closely examine our own communities in an effort to encourage acceptance and inclusion to foster a healthy community in which we value empathy and respect. Um, I went through the album. Uh, filth. Yeah. yeah. Filthy. Yeah. It was disgusting. Yeah. It was horrifying. It was... I don't have the words to describe it. Um, and... Uh, it's sad to say that I'm not. I'm not surprised. It's like it's like it's like when Obama was elected, people were like, "Racism is ended." Yeah, yeah. Just because but you silence some silencing is the same thing as suppression. Right. That's the way I see. It. Right. If you want to be better than someone, and if you want to be better than those who, uh, shit on the marginalized, and um, I think there's there's a better way to solve solve bigotry and all than than just completely silencing people out because what eventually happens is they crop up stronger and uh, more vitriolic than ever. Absolutely. Well, I, mean, um, I mean, I think giving them spaces online to occupy and organize through has only strengthened them, if anything, within the past. I mean, racism and ne- and crypto-fascism and neo-fascism and Nazism or things have always been present within uh, American Western society yeah. since their conception and since like you know like what happened. Well, the bigotry is also there in right. Eastern society. Yeah, I mean, uh, but uh, and, and again, going back to like gaming, I, I think that um, having you know an, envi- an environment where people can stay anon- anonymous, yeah. right? Like that definitely adds to it. Like it, it gives you know it, it lets people have that voice. Wolfenstein Youngblood is a big fuck you to all uh, the entire yeah, Wolfenstein franchise as a whole. I mean, who didn't want to shoot Hitler in the head? Like yeah, in the fucking, exactly. Right? Like, elite, yeah. yeah, I mean, but you know, um, the the th- like it, it's just like the internet, you know. Is is where we live in an age where people can stay anonymous should they so I mean not really 
technically, but you guys get what I mean, yeah. Yeah. right? Like people can hide behind a screen and, and actually type something out and you know Which is tell you tell you guts from exactly like why do you think like and that's the thing like no twelve year old knows me I can see here's the thing like you know on an on an unrelated note like what twelve year old would actually fight you in real life like if they said they'd fuck your mom over Xbox Live right like you know. But I mean, um, but I think, I mean, overall, I think if you, people know why these ideas are being silenced. Like, right. That's not as bad as if, like, you were to silence them, censor them without any reason, without any, like, sort of, um, you know, uh, statement as to why given. But I think people know why these comments are being removed. And, yeah. It's, all, yeah. and it's usually because of bigotry. And I, I think it's when people know that's why we can encourage the mindset that these are unhealthy and these are uh, toxic and terrible ideas that shouldn't but be But there is also the the brighter side of this as well of r slash of r slash games, right? Oh, yeah, and it's all it's all the it's all the mail that did the mods have received um, through mod mail or DMs. Mm-hmm. Um, and it, oh, they're, the mod, they're, mods yeah. have been attacked. They'd be like, "Where are you?" Yeah, but here, you here's the thing: the positive, and, and, and that, that, that's the not, thing that's yeah. actually kind of lovely about this is that uh, the positive outweighs the negative. Yeah, like the the amount of positive uh, feedback, right? Like, yeah. there was one comment that I read uh, on on that same thread on the Imgur thread. Yeah. Um, that was you know a black man who was actually just like he doesn't he didn't want to play games. Just because of the amount of vitriol and 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 hate spewed out at him, yeah. right? And that's, and then that's, that's the thing. It's like I'm not trying to make assumptions here, yeah. but for you know, and he even mentioned, like I believe he even mentioned this as well, um, that uh, you know the the norm that they see as 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 black men is that of like very masculine, right? Yeah, like that's that's the thing. Like that's how they had. That's how they you know. Um, the stereotype. Is yeah, right. exactly. That's 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 that that is that that yeah. is that stereotype. Yeah. Um, and and but for him, like, uh, you know, being in that space just didn't want to like make him play games anymore, where he was just constantly being attacked or having a racial slur thrown at him. Like it doesn't yeah. like experiencing that. Video games should be an escape. Like, exactly, and that, that's the thing. That's what he, that's what he, exactly what he wrote is that yeah. video games should be an escape, but it's not. Like yeah. he wanted to use video games to escape the racism and and yeah. uh, you know xenophobia See, that he's that he'd been facing. And you that's know. why when I hear white people complaining about, and that's why like white people, like white men or whatever, complaining, or just you know men or any any powerful group sitting at the higher the social uh, uh, pyramid that we exist in. I think uh, the socioeconomic pyramid. I think. When I see them complain about, like, oh, I want games to be my fantasy, my escapism, and by putting a person of color, by putting a woman in this place in the, in right. the game or the narrative, it ruins that for me. It's like, okay, but have you ever considered that, like, these games should also be escapism for, like, these marginalized groups? Like, uh, but here, here's the say. thing. It's like, also, I don't think we can really have, like, sure, video games are an escape, right? But they also do represent a facet of real oh, yeah. life They're in general. Like, that, yeah, that's, that's the thing. It's like, as we move towards more cinematic games we have to you know we we have to incorporate like realize that games also can that games also encompass the real world and also real world decisions that we make yeah right and that's the that's the thing like it it, it's sure games are an art form uh and and an escape as well yeah but they're you know they're also there to to show you uh Real world experiences. Oh yeah, they say right? something about us. They, there's um, a piece. There's a piece of our own reality embedded within each game. Absolutely. No matter how abstract um, or strange it tries to make itself, there's right. something that that we understand about it that it allows us to feel something about it. Yeah. Yeah. You know? 
And yeah, just so, uh, to conclude that section, I'd say go also uh, go punch Google, a Nazi. Uh, go Google. <laughs> do that. Um, do that first before whatever Arnaz about to say. No, I I don't condone that because I'm not the violent type. But that's probably because I'm a skinny dude. But uh, ours and I I feel like I'm our resident a twig. Our resident twig. Yeah, Arnie. Um, Oh, no, I, I'm going to get body shamed on Reddit, aren't I? Probably. <laughs> Come at me. Come at me. Um, um, but, yeah, go search r slash uh, games is closed for April Fools. Find out why here. Um, you'll find the they, post within seconds. You'll find you'll find it within seconds, and at the end they uh, shared links to charities. And, um, foundations, and foundations that you can definitely, non-profit organizations that you can, organizations can, that you can non-profit, definitely donate, yeah, donate to. That you can donate to. Yep. Um, and uh, I like what they signed off with, which was uh, remember the human. Yeah. And speaking of trying to remember the human, and, and speaking of healthy spaces, and uh, and not, and not so healthy spaces, not so healthy spaces, <laughs> and uh, or, well, wanting to cultivate healthy spaces and trying to talk with one another and solve things. Yeah. Bioware's anthem. Oh Jesus. <laughs> um. Oh, where do we start with this? I mean, okay, so let's see. Um, earlier this week, uh, Jason, uh, Jason Schreier at Kotaku published yes. an article on, uh, and this was a massive report on how or uh, on just how Anthem failed, um, and yeah, now that it's called how Bioware's Anthem. Yeah, and, and 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 here's the thing. Um, it looks like Bioware had a lot of technical trouble. Just, I'm just gonna hop into this real quick. Um, J- J- I mean, huge, huge. It was a huge mess. Direction Jason, problems. I mean, well, first of all, uh, we just like to give a huge shout out to Jason Trier for uh, writing an article like this and something bringing this to light and yeah. something of this magnitude, and not to shame Bioware for it, uh, the studio as a whole, yeah. um, but citing uh, significant irreparable differences such as uh, a failure of leadership that is something that's huge oh, yeah. in in, it, in the industry it like, sounds like all the, the, the devs working the, just the regular devs that weren't managing the production of the game like they were very well aware of right. what was going on and they were trying to speak up to management uh, you know the direct the people directing the show about it and they were shut down or ignored each time yeah, yeah. so this isn't on them either really and well, Bioware did respond to the article. And once I say, which, which was, I gotta say, their article is. I mean, this 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 response was ab- absolutely ridiculous, um, because they said uh, we didn't want to be part of something that was attempting to bring them down as individual as individuals. We respect them all, and we built this game as a team. And then later on, they say that um, we don't see the value in tearing down one another or one another's work. We don't believe articles that do that are making our industry and craft mm-hmm. better. Now, uh, it was written in, a, in an update under uh, Schreier's article mm-hmm. that this came out. This response came out immediately after, like within with, like immediately. After uh, the article went up, they had initially sent them a list of bullet points Tried telling them what was. Damage control, yeah, yeah. Try, they had <laughs> sent. So they hadn't read the article, but they had sent. Uh, uh, Kotaku had sent them a list of bullet points of mm-hmm. what was going to be included. Right. This is not tearing down anyone. This is exposing uh, the failure, is exposing of, a no a failure of, of a studio. No one is targeted yeah. by this article. 
This no, is simply no, just no. I, I mean, and here's the thing: Jason Schreier did some fantastic reporting on the fact that he actually did get uh, ex Bioware devs and and Bioware devs yes. um, who you know aren't named, of course, yeah. um, in this article it, and just talking about their experiences. Yes, right. Um, I and, think we should mention to those of our listeners who don't know what uh, the details of this article. Right. Do you want to run them through it? Um. Well, let's see. Uh, first off, we have. I guess just how can I sum this up really quickly? Well, we have um, the details of of Anthem and it, it's it's pre production as as a title. Um, Anthem was actually not even supposed to be named Anthem. Um, <laughs> it's called Beyond. Beyond, um, and it was actually more of a survival title with yeah. uh, shooter mechanics, mm-hmm. right? And that's the thing we we didn't even have these Iron Man suits before. We didn't have the javelins. We had um, we had like more NASA. Focus like spacesuits, right? Like exactly, and this kind of reminded me of uh, an adaptive weather system. Adaptive weather system. This also kind of reminded me of what like No Man's Sky could could be. Oh yeah, right. But that and that. But that's the thing. It's like no one really knew what genre this was gonna be. No one knew what the game was. Exactly. There's so many quotes in the article which says we don't know what we were making. Right. The the flying uh, mechanic. It was. It kept coming coming back back in and out. Um, um, but he, and here's the thing, yeah. as someone who's pl- uh, put at least like 10, 15 hours into that game yes. into Anthem, um, the 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 flying is very well refined. I will give it that. Yeah. And it, it as as it comes out right now, it does have potential. Um, yes. And, what, and I mean, so yes, I was here. absolutely let down by this, and it it took me a, a little while, actually more than a little while to get into it, honestly. Um, and, and as of right now, I, like, I don't know if I'm going to go back to it just because there's so many other titles coming out, like yeah. Borderlands 3, and I also have The Division 2, yeah. right? And as someone who's a big fan of The Division 2, um, and, and, uh, I mean, and, and as, as someone who also just, uh, you know, big fan of looter shooters and, yeah. and, and, um, you know, like multiplayer shooters in general. Yeah. Um, it, Anthem stands out because it was, it was unique. Right, and and also, and, and that's what they mentioned in the article is that, uh, for for example, they didn't know what kind of game it was going to be, but yeah. when they had mechanics in place, they were like, oh, we should take a look at Destiny, for example. But Bio, and here's the thing, yeah. Bioware was not even allowed to mention Destiny, Destiny yeah. right? They, like that that was the death word. Diablo three. Exactly, that was the death word. Destiny was literally the death word in that the studio. That is fucking absurd. How can you be it, building a pretty exactly. much third-person clone of the game and like, not it, be yeah. considering that? And what yeah. what stood out to me, this um, exact quote was uh, what was. Um, I mean, well, just sorry. First of all, before I hop into any quotes, it was just the the, the thought of them being able to do the same uh, quote quotation mark Bioware magic end quotations. Yes, like that. <laughs> yeah. That's the thing. Leaving a game up to up to chance is yeah. Uh, sure, okay, it may have worked for Dragon Age. Yeah, but uh, me personally, I like having not been able to get through all of Dragon Age Inquisition, which was also rated 2014's Game of the Year. Yeah. I mean, like, I, genuinely speaking, I will say that um, that Dragon Age Inquisition, I think, won, really won Game of the Year uh, because it was kind of a dry year for games, I'm not going to lie. <laughs> like, Second Son, Infamous Second Son came out that year. Right. The first Watch Dogs came out that year. Yeah. The original Destiny came out that year. And that's oh, the man. thing. It's, it's, you know, what Anthem could have been, like... Destiny 
Destiny learned, I don't know if Destiny really learned from its mistakes, but uh, the, the launch, like we all know from, De- from uh, we all remember, I'm guessing, oh, that yeah. Destiny's launch was also pretty abysmal. Oh, yeah. Um, Let's face it. The first time I heard of Anthem and I yeah. saw it, I was like, this is, this, this seems has, like Destiny. Exactly. This seems, this feels like Destiny's competitor. But of course it, it is. I, that's that the was thing. My, there was no, and honestly, that was, I am not yeah. surprised to really had an identity crisis. I remember like watching the gameplay demo and thinking to myself, there's nothing about the aesthetic or the look of this game yeah. that makes it stand out to anything that has come out within the past like de- half a decade. Yeah. This looks like so many other shooters that I've seen before except for the flying mechanics um, and some of the versatility through you know movement like some yeah. environments you can move in beyond that nothing about it really stood out to me and that's and, sorry yeah, and I was going to say you know like that that to me is also a reflect a reflection of the fact that this game eventually like the, the, the people working on it had no control over it mm-hmm. and the, the directors had no idea what they were doing and this kind of goes back to again the unionization because we we're talking about how the people working on this game were suffering from so much depression and anxiety yeah. their performance must have been so hindered and that definitely shows up in like the development yeah. cycle I, I mean I, it's just asinine there and are quotes uh, of people locking themselves in their rooms crying no and that's the thing the for a student they, like yes I understand high stress environments but there I don't, I don't think there should ever be a time where people need uh, what was it called stress no 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 stress well it was oh, literally the yeah. stress uh, was it like stress yeah. breaks stress leave stress, stress leave there we go stress leave. like or me- mental some leave of them would never so, come back. exactly like doctor they these were doctor mandated the fact that this was doctor mandated, like they they had notes to bring into the office, into studios, yeah. and th- telling them that they could leave for months on end. Yeah, some some of them is, didn't come back, and some of them didn't come and back. There was a huge exodus of senior development. Uh, absolutely. Uh, well, either that or, yeah. um, and the fact that people. This, this this is something we'll also bring up later again. But people were also vying for the the frostbite team. Yeah. Like they have the EA has one central frostbite team, and that all it's you're telling me that all its studios are have to compete, are, have to, compete to fight like to like, to gain help. It's absurd, and like without the workers, the, the without the people who build these games having a say over this, it's going to just simply continue through a cycle of just bad decisions yeah. and you know poor right. poor you know poor executive uh, well poor executive functioning on behalf of that. <laughs> That that means a really different thing in the psych world, but I mean, like, yeah. as in, like, in this context, like the the executive management is just not working here. Right. And yeah. the fact that the that they the workers couldn't get their attention during the production of Anthem. I mean, e- even problem. even then. Let's, not, one second. Let's backtrack a little bit. All right. We we forgot certain, to mention no, Mass Effect certain, Andromeda as well. well, well yeah. yeah. One second. There, I think there there are certain this this goes back to dra- to the last Dragon Age. Yes. Right. Um, there are quotes in the article of people saying that they wanted Dragon Age to fail. Yeah. yeah. So that, yeah. So that, the, so that, so that the Bioware management would realize that you cannot make a game like this. And that's what I was saying, the, the whole the Bioware, Bioware magic. magic yeah. right? now, doing now, I understand. Yeah. I understand. Sometimes things come together in ways that you don't realize, right? If you're writing a story, sometimes you're like, I don't know where this is going. But it looks... If you, it's like that, what is that? that I think it's a Robert Frost quote. Uh-huh. Where you go like, sometimes the only way out is through. And, right? But... but the reason we're, people need to realize is that, that, that Bioware magic is not because of some divine Eureka right, exactly. moment, right? <laughs> it's because people were like, we got direction. You need direction and, and you need belief. And, right? and, that, and that's with the, 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 the software and, they were using. Yes. Whereas they, they, like, they were doing this, the Bioware magic, which was kind of getting everything pulled together in the last few months with software that they were completely 
unfamiliar with and that they had to do things from the ground up with. Like they took a lot of things. Like they were saying the third. Well, they also they, they, they moved. They moved um, to Frostbite in like what 2011, and that was three years before Dragon Age Inquisition. Yeah. Right. But and, and so I remember, a developer was also saying from Bioware, he was like, "Look, there's okay, sure, there's 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 so much that you can do uh, with." Not knowing a tool set, yeah. but also not knowing a tool set and having and having to fight your own tool set, right? Yeah. Like you guys remember that quote? Yeah, I remember. And, that. and yeah, that's yeah. the thing. It's how is how like considering that Frostbite is an in in house is an in house engine, yeah. right? Like it's developed by EA for EA, right? So that they can outsource it to EA, right? Like yeah. so that's the thing. Like if it's and considering that most developers contribute yeah. to it in some form or shape, like the Battlefield devs have been using Frostbite since, right. you know, whatever, yeah. right? Um, and, and then they, inc- they included and, and, and in FIFA and a FIFA, years ago. right? And exactly. It, it's supposed to it's supposed to be a general streamlining of yeah. all their of all their titles so they can just put on one engine. But why is that so hard? Like, I guess my question is that how is that becoming so hard if it's all on one proprietary engine? Yeah. As, such as Frostbite, like. I mean, I guess it's understandable considering the, the the shape in which, like, for example, Spence, like, the shape in which Battlefield Five released, mm, right? Yeah. And that, yeah. sure, it's a totally different game. And but they talk all the time about, like, how, the, I mean, like, we're seeing it now, like, with each new update in Battlefield Five. I mean, I'm not as bothered by it, but by it as some people are. Right. But there's, like, a new bug with every, like, update. Yeah. And it just shows how, like, it shows how unstable and, like, how, you know, I think uh, in need of work the, the, fro- the current Frostbite build is. Right. right. But... Okay, let's. Uh, I do really think we need to backtrack and yeah. clear a little bit. No, go, yeah. To me, there there were two essential issues with um, with Anthem and with Bioware. Right. Mm. One was the idea of Bioware magic and direction. <laughs> right. Right. Uh, you had you had key project leaders coming in, coming out. There were discussion. There were discussion point. There were there were discussions, and every, every, there was no there was no decision making. Right. Um, uh, from what I heard is that they would have these conference meetings, and people would be like, "This idea," but then what about this? Mm. What about that? And at the end of the meeting, it would never. There would be. There wouldn't be any resolution. Right. And at the beginning. Right. The article, the article by Schreier begins with, they wanted this to be Dylan. They wanted this to be the Bo- a Bob Dylan, the, 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 the game the equivalent of Bob Dylan. Right. Right. Where people will re- reference it and talk about it for years to come. Mm-hmm. They will, but not the way that they've been hoping. Exactly. That's how, that's how he ends, that's how he, yeah, that's how he ends the article. Uh, I think this is, and I get it, you know. Uh, you want to, of course, every, every studio would be like, hey. I think we need to do something that's that's out there, right? Now, Horizon Zero Dawn had what, like six, seven years? Right? Uh, something like that. Guerrilla Games was just working on for, yeah, for a long time. For a long time, and to be honest, the fighting mechanics in that game, the the combat, so stunning. I think right. they did a brilliant job with it, right? That's like one of my favorite games of games of all time, right? Um, and they they did kind of 
make their mark in some way, right? Mm, yeah, I would. I would definitely say that. Uh, I think that's. Uh, I think it's. It's. A, I think. It, and compared to what they were doing before, it's a huge leap. Yeah, right. Um, so, and with and with Bioware, I mean, uh, yeah, with, with with Bioware, yeah, you know, you want to make a game that's out there. It, like, okay, we've heard about Hideo Kojima wanting to reimagine how you die in games. Well, yes. I think it's going to be interesting to see yeah. how that turns out. Right. Yeah, well, I trust I'm sure we all have. I'm sure we all have high hopes for right. that. I but it's an incredibly yeah. interesting concept. I just like, do you don't actually popular any sort of game. Yeah, it, it's like you're not just dying and you're not just dying and seeing a title screen and respawning. Right. Th- that di- that death is part is part of, of is part of the experience. Part of the experience. Right. And it's not like those old. It's not like when you're playing like playing a, a co-op Call of Duty or something in which you know uh, you, um, someone kills you and then you see your body lying there or something like mm. that. It's it's not no. It's it's. Um, that was Call of Duty, right? Right. If I'm not mistaken. Well, yeah. which one? Uh, In which, like, if you die, then you can actually see your body there. Hmm. Is that Call of Duty? I don't remember the exact game in which it was. Oh. Uh, was like Battlefield Two, where you could like, the mode yeah. where you could switch like the campaign mode and like on the. I don't think it was Battlefield. It was like the Battlefield mm-hmm. Two. But you could like, see where your body. Bo- yeah. Anyway, all right. Just but, but, they spent seven what? years on this game. They they spent they, seven years on yeah. this game. Until the end of twenty six, by the end of twenty sixteen, they were still in pre production. Right, mm. and and that's right? that's that's the scary thing is that they didn't they were and they, right before uh, EA's panel, they changed the name like a week before. They had T shirts and everything. Like as right. someone who was right. like procrastinated on like homework assignments before and found themselves like with nothing done like two yeah. days before I get twelve page papers due. I know the exact panic that must have been. You know, I read. I, I think. I think. Yes. Look, it's, it's, because it's spent because a triple A game is the same thing as a twelve page homework. I mean, dude. Even yeah. worse though, yeah. Guys, terrifying. guys, come on. Yeah, no. True. I've I've done a thirty page paper in one night along with playing a music gig this very. Same day. You remember? Oh, yeah, I remember yeah. This. You made me buy you a Red Bull. Yes, exactly. I li- I remember this. Red Bull, please sponsor us or sponsor me in general. I really appreciate it. Thank you. Um, but no, I, I mean, it, it, it's scary. It's yeah. legitimately scary to think that the term stress leave like had not been heard before. Uh, before yeah, up, up until had, someone said it was till until Andromeda and shit, yeah. right? And then and then it literally like the, the article quotes. It spread like wildfire. It's, Wild, yeah. like it spread like wildfire throughout mm-hmm. the company, and that's what's scary. That right? Yeah. yeah. Having to work in that kind of environment, like say you're, uh, most of the game came together within the last uh, eight, few months. months, and yeah. it's like, re- uh, what I think is going on too. Another part of this is that Bioware is relying so much on this blind faith that they don't have anymore. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Right, and th- that's the thing. It's like. Considering Casey Hudson left in the middle of development, not even development, yeah, production, no, and then he came back as well. And then he came back, right? And Mike, like, how do you until Mike Dara came exactly, in, who was there for about less than a year, yeah, or so exactly, right? And he also got top credits, right? And he even tweeted back in June 2017 things things I am not currently working on: right. Anthem, Mass Effect, Jade Empire, uh, a DA Tactics game, Star Wars, dot dot dot. Yeah. Well, he he tweeted. He tweeted this back in like June 2017. Well, he t- he things I am currently working on. Currently not working. On. Oh oh yeah, yeah. Um. Uh, and, and that's that's the thing. Like it started off great. 
Yeah. Like, an- Anthem's development. Like, everyone at Bioware was like, oh my gosh, I wish we could be part of the Anthem team. It looks yeah. so, like, it's like, oh, it's cool. We, it's so much more of a relaxed time. Mm-hmm. And that's, but that's the thing. The fact that, that two renowned. You joined in fall of 2017. Yeah, okay. Like, right? Yeah. But just real quick, like, the article also mentions uh, that that two studios fell apart because of a, 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 a basically an ir, uh, Austin and an, Edmonton yeah a, no uh, an irreparable relationship yeah. yes but and yeah. here's the thing what shocks me is that this is they're both Bioware yeah. This is one fucking studio. But uh, but right? Austin was the one with with expertise in online games. Right. Edmonton hadn't done that before. They they were more focused on the RPG side of it. Exactly. But right? and not even but not when even, it came to Austin. Right. They were like, uh, "What is this? We don't know what this. They right. didn't know what the game was. The right, the right. You can't bring in other people from a thousand miles away and be like, hey, work on this.' Here, here's the thing: when like, you have no idea the, what it the, is. The, the it also to me, it looked like the writing team. Like it looked like the, one of the the writer, the writer literally oh, yeah. just gave up. He didn't know what this but, was. Right, because but that's because he coming with a different the, vision. There wasn't the direction that they were taking. Their exactly, yeah. because yeah. it was they're like because everyone everyone in Bioware Studio was just like, let's not do another Dragon Age because yeah. the direction they were going was basically another sci- sci-fi Dragon Age, yeah. right? And that's the thing. It's like, yes, sure, you guys have that together. We'd like to see something different, but yeah. if it works, it works. Yeah. Right. And. What really shocked me as I was reading this on the train yesterday. Yeah, David Gator. That yeah, was, he, was, he and he uh, worked it, on Dragon. Age. Exactly. The fact that the writer just basically gave up because he couldn't, you know, he couldn't. He it it sounded like he gave up because he couldn't take it anymore. No, he just it wasn't he, just because of that day. He, but it was he, because it, he couldn't. It was because he was given a different he was, direction. He was given, yeah, exactly. Quote, he was saying he was saying. Um, when asked for comment on this, Gator said in an email that when he'd started on the project, Anthem design director Preston, uh, what what Tomanik? My bad if I apologize. No, go for it. Had just, uh, for not pronouncing that fairly, had pushed him in a science fantasy, in quotes, science fantasy direction. Mm-hmm. And he said, I was fine with that, as fantasy is more my comfort zone anyhow. Right. But it was clear from the outset that there was a lot of opposition to the change from the rest of the team. Right. There was no single direction. And you can't you can't be like, I want to make the Dylan of games. Right. Um, if there's no if, cohesive... You can't shoot for the stars no. if you don't have a rocket. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> if, if your rockets no, genu- your no. rockets gonna crash and burn. Genuinely well said. Honestly, no, honestly, <laughs> because that I think really you can't really you can't really make a, per- a better analogy than that. Yeah. like it's it, it's it's that simple. Uh, sure, like I I'm uh, okay. I'm sure I know next to nothing about what it takes to make a game. Yeah, but the fact that these that uh, but a project needs but, uh, a foundation. A pr- and I and, just want to add this. Sorry that. Um, when I was talking to when we were at GDC mm-hmm. I got a chance to talk to a lot of talented creatives from multiple studios right. uh, from art uh, narrative design backgrounds and um, I remember having this one conversation while in line to speak with uh, to try out Trover Saves the Universe uh, where this uh, guy who um, uh, I was talking an, an artist was uh, an environment artist I was having a conversation with him and he said he said to me okay, at the end of the day you need your basics down. You need your fundamentals. Bioware, mm. did, Bioware did not have the fundamentals for this game now. Right. They something as simple as flying, because that 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 kept like they, there's a whole section in in the article about how it, it remapping had to uh, how the remapping had to 
go because sometimes you had, you had to make sure that the player doesn't fly off the edge of the, the map. Yeah, they they, they right. didn't know what they were going to do. They also they also couldn't have they couldn't basics right. down. If they you don't they have couldn't introduce verticality. Core, if you right, don't like have the core, yeah. If you don't have the core, what are you going to do? Right. And right. And Patrick Soderlund, what I mean, to be honest, I. I think there's part of this fault lies with Patrick Soderlund, if if if, if I may say so, because the first demo that he played, uh, played, yes, he rejected that, he didn't like it. That's what they also didn't put flying mechanics in it. Then the then the team came after came after winter break, they came together, put flying in it, and people were like, oh, I, is this going in? I guess this is going in, and uh, uh, Patrick Soderlund loved it. And but okay, he, he was, you like the demo, right? Great. But how you, are you not going to ask your team? But how are you not going to ask the team, right. the studio that reports to you, right. about what the vision for the game is? Right. Yeah. Did he see more? What? What, what, the hell? what? What also interested? What also just kind of was was a shocker to me was that sure he's from Dice. Like of course, like Patrick still learns from Dice. He probably definitely. Obviously, it doesn't matter. No, no. Hear me out. Hear me out. Hear me out. Hold on. Hold on. Yeah. He's he's from Dice. He obviously has experience working on, on the Battlefield franchise, which has used Frostbite for a long yeah. time, right? But so when you're making a demo just to uh, uh, to appease Patrick Sodland, <laughs> that's that's the thing. Like, there's a difference between making a no, demo they report to him, right? Exactly, yeah. and but that that but that's what also kind of like got to me was that yeah. you know they had to make a demo to appease Patrick Sodland, and the fact that Patrick Sodland puts graphics first before gameplay. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, exactly. Good point. Is well, is right, absolutely. Yeah. Uh, um, hey, it looks pretty. It what looks, does it do? Exactly. Battlefield Five looks pretty. It's still a fucking piece of shit mess right now. <laughs> I, would call I it mean, a piece of shit. No, mess. okay, mess, but I would say, yeah. I mean, it, it's, it's a playable. it's a some extent a refined game. Yeah. Right? No, I, this is, but I'm not gonna d- take us off the the path that we're on right now. Like, like yeah, but Spence, you get what I'm saying. Though. No, no, it, no. It, I understand. Yeah, it's it, very it's buggy a, game yeah, to some extent. Right. Yeah. Like that's the thing. Like, like I said, Frostbite. You you nip one you nip one in the ass, another one comes out to get you. Right? Like how can you have a tool set where developers are fighting this all the time? Yeah. That that, that it's not cohesive. I don't think it's EA not has it in in them to make a a blockbuster piece of art, to be honest. I think they could. They have the talent. I really They have the talent. It's they tough have the because money. They have the money. They have the talent, and they've had the talent because um, they've done it. They've the, done it before. A, a way out. I mean, even a way out was their closest thing, recently in recent years. Yeah. A way out. Yeah, in terms of like the 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 giving giving the the, the uh, sorry the developer Joseph Perez mm-hmm. his time to shine. It, oh yeah, they didn't. Yeah. Like, I keep forgetting that a way yeah, out. Yeah, EA published it. Like it was it was Hayes Light. Hayes Light. But yeah. here's the thing, like. Joseph Perez even stated that EA is letting him do what he wants, yeah. right? Like letting him realize his vision of as a director yeah. and not getting in his way as much as possible. Which Whether is, it's because yeah. Joseph Perez is a crazy is a is just a crazy you know guy. He's a remain, god. He's a god. Yeah, exactly. It remains <laughs> to be seen because um you know fuck. we need to make T-shirts Joseph Perez. Yeah, god. yeah, because you know fuck the Oscars, right? No, I'm I'm playing. Um, but but you know. So honestly, after these, I, I definitely awesome. feel like EA has it in them to, yeah. to let a studio make a piece to make to make a game that'll sell as well as be received as as well as be well received, right? Because like like I said, in recent years, a way out was the closest we got to that. 
Yeah. It, uh, yeah. Uh, it was, obviously wasn't refined, wasn't right? It wasn't a great game. Yeah, exactly. But, but, but it I, had the potential. Was fun. It, and that's the thing. Yeah, that co-op, EA, that co-op uh, cinematograph, uh, cinematographic right. uh, experience. Well, the I got to say, the camera right. was, yeah. was... I I enjoyed that part. Right. I enjoyed that part. I enjoyed uh, messing around in the game with my with my roommate. Right. It was, it was a good. Ex- it was. It was a. It was a good experience. But yeah, you need. You can't. You can't. You have to experiment like that. You have to. Well, as we come to the end of this, I think we should to. probably wrap our thoughts on this discussion. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I think overall, uh, there's. It shows. Uh, there are times like where I, I think we've discussed a lot where the management of the uh, the studio, the executives that are enforcing the decisions made for the right. team. But they this kind of, this time it also seems like it fell upon the street, the well, studio. People the studio, got caught in the management within the, yeah. the management within the studio. The, the people building the game still had their problems with what they were doing, and they yeah. just worked. But hard. like like we like we also mentioned, they've before, gone through this was, experience the, exactly before. exactly, and th- so there wasn't enough being done. Just fr- I mean, even from management, but also in terms of like the relations between two studios. Yes. If you're if you're part of the same studio, I mean, I have a firm belief that if you, you guys work together. There should be a you guys should be a cohesive unit, right? At the end of the day, you guys exactly you need a vision. You but at the end of the day, you guys are fellow Bioware developers, right? And I'm not trying to speak for everyone who works in Bioware. I'm obviously not a developer, right? Uh, Please don't get pissed at me. I really apologize. No, but there there need like and it was in that moment. That Danny, Danny knew. knew he, he fucked was never up. Going, he was never going to be accepted. Uh, d- uh, yeah, to yeah. A position Bioware. at Bioware. Yeah, or EA. It's, it's okay. Instead, they Anthrax's house. <laughs> That's like a dark turn. Um, <laughs> oh That's God. how the gaming industry works, kids. But um, no, I, I think okay. I, I think that um, you know, Bioware definitely needs to to like give more emphasis, I guess. And and first of all, first of all, have more direction. Yeah. Um, second of all, stop relying on that Bioware magic. Like because if they, if they, if they're saying that they wanted that de- if developers are saying that they wanted a game to fail, that's something else in itself. Yeah. yeah. That the like I, I like and the fact that Dragon Age Inquisition succeeded, prob and honestly probably because there was also it was also a dry season or dry, dry year for gaming. Yeah. Like sure we had Middle Earth Shadow of Mortar and that was a great game, fantastic. Like we also, we also had Watch Dogs, the original Watch Dogs come out that year. We also had Destiny. We had Call of Duty Advanced Warfare. Yeah. Um, we had, God knows what else. Like, did I, did I say Infamous Seconds? Yeah, I did. Yeah, you did. Right. The like, yeah, and you know so. It's fairly, you know, a lot, a lot of like cross plats, right? And, and games, because because 2014 was really kind of the, the start of mm. the PS4 and Xbox One, yeah, right? Yeah. So, you know, having and just like not having any vision or hoping that that, that game that that Dragon Age, the most the well the most well received game uh, at the end of the year. You know, and wanting that to fail, yeah. right? Like me personally, Find I have your own baby. To yeah, fail. exactly. Like I haven't, I haven't beaten it. Um, I'm personally, I haven't really been able to get into the Dragon Age franchise. Mm-hmm. Um, even through Inquisition, it had really good gameplay. I actually, yeah. I actually really did enjoy the gameplay. It still holds up, um, yeah. and I definitely will. Like I definitely will. Like try to make it through the game. Yeah. Um, but it, it's just. <sighs> It, a lot of these practices just really 
are are shocking yeah, they to need hear. To fix the, they need to fix the the, the design of you know their does their their work mentality. Right, and, and especially like you know now that we've heard like uh, we discussed this the whole hundred hour uh, work weeks at Rockstar for example. I mean, sure, yeah. it might have been just senior develop senior producers like yeah. and then and the narrative team like you know heads of Rockstar themselves just giving themselves hundred hour work. I think weeks. this is a great case study for uh, for. For any studio that yeah. wants to make a huge, absolutely, I mean a, a genre defined, right. defining game. But having, but having to also, and, and, then, and then I, I think, mean, I think Last of Us had issues. Yes. in the in the final. But I also moments. don't think as as much as this. But the thing is, you got it's it's at the end of the, they just they were all over the place. Yeah, they were um, all over the place. It, it's it's just and, that, and they they were aware. They were right. the developers there yeah. were aware of the issues. Right, because they because they they, they were they bringing it to their to the seniors, saying, "Hey, we went through the, through this before, multiple times. Right. Even Austin was like, "Hey, we went with these issues. We went through these issues with these games that we made." Right. I what? but. But nobody was listening. What, what was also talking. kind of uh, shocked and then me. They had, then they have. I mean, okay, you want you want to build everything on uh, on frostbite. Right. Great. What? I just don't think it should bite you in the ass. Right. Uh, and I guess. And then that's yeah, the thing. It's like, like make things easier for yourselves and just I don't know. Use Unreal Engine four or whatever. Yeah. You know, because you use whatever the Mass Effect games were built off of. Well, frostbite. Actually, before. Well, actually, yeah, before, before. Yeah. Yeah. Before. Yeah. before yeah. But happened, but yeah. what, what what shocks me though is that. Um, something as big as they were also worried about memeable. They were like, "Hey, we don't uh, want yeah. this game to be memeable." Yeah, that's your priority. That's yeah, fucking that's, that's your priority. Yeah, I'm sorry, that is dumb. No, but here and here's the thing. What what surprise? Re, re, yeah. What really kind of caught me um, was the fact that a game like uh, a massive a massive project, yeah. uh, um, <clears throat> at least maybe not as as big here, but definitely in Japan. And and Japan yeah. is known for being what this the suicide capital of the world, right? Um, and especially have like uh, Japan's work weeks are, are almost insane. Yeah. Um, and and that and that that being the main reason why Japan has such a, such a high suicide rate. Yeah. Um, Final Fantasy fifteen, yeah. um, released in what twenty sixteen I believe yeah. late twenty sixteen. That was in development for about ten years. Mm. It shifted development leads uh, multiple times. Right. Mm. Uh, it, what what I'm what I'm very surprised by is that has how Final Fantasy didn't have, um, the Final Fantasy fifteen didn't like didn't, I don't know I we haven't really heard heard much about development but how, like, it it looked like it looked like it didn't run into the same problems that Anthem did, right and so it wasn't as genre defining but in in terms of its own gameplay and redefining the series like yeah. going to more action oriented combat yeah that is it, it's also and, and and creating a whole new engine that looks gorgeous in itself yeah um it, it surprises me yeah right it, you know just just because of how how hard uh Japanese developers also work themselves right yeah. um so I don't know I mean it's it's a tough it's a tough spot to, yeah. to say um well yeah, it is, and I think we'll have more discussions to come in the future. Yeah. But yeah. I think that kind of does it for tonight's episode. Yeah. Yeah. Um, you know, I think hopefully more comes out from the Xanthem story. Mm-hmm. Hopefully something good hopefully happens that, in the that, yeah. Hopefully that this is this also keeps developing. 
Um, we'll definitely try to keep everyone posted. Indeed. Um, but yes, yeah, so though, this has been the Lamport episode four. Uh, as always, I've been your host, Danny. Thank you so much for tuning in. And I'm Spencer. And I'm Arno. All right. Thank you so much, guys. Uh, now that we're back on break, we'll be uh, posting more often every week. So, uh, Have a good weekend. Yep. Take it easy, guys. See you.